Hey, what's going on, y'all? Y'all know what it is. The Baddest Chaplain here on baddestchaplain.com. Always trying to find just new new information, new new uh, things for y'all to enjoy. And today, I'm here with the good brother, MC Brooklyn here, to talk about everything Trilogy Entertainment. What's going right. on, bro? How you doing? Yo, I'm good, man. Thank you for, for having me on the show. I uh, really appreciate it. And, you know, glad that you're messing with the music, bro. Oh, absolutely. Nah, nah, it's a joy, man. Anytime... I hear good music, especially especially um, in this time that we're in, man. Just anything that mm. just you know can further inspire and further feel like you know what we got a reason to, to nod our head or dance or whatever it is. Yeah. To keep going. I'm appreciative of man. I think this is the time for artists now more than ever. Honestly, absolutely, definitely. Um, 2020 was one of those years, and even 2021. There's just some. There's always something like crazy going on right now. So I knew that with all the pain. That's that's been you know seen and felt around the world really. That's gonna be like a golden mine for artists to to flip it into something positive. So, yeah, uh, I hear you, man. This is definitely the artist time right now for sure. Oh, no doubt about it, man. No doubt mm -hmm. about it. So so where do you feel most inspired in making art? Like like talk mm -hmm. a bit about y your process as as an MC as a lyricist. Like yeah. Like what do you feel like you're just like always thinking of rhymes in your head or is it mm -hmm. like a set time or like what inspires you? What where do you go from like having nothing to like being able to say like it's mm -hmm. hitting streaming tomorrow? Like what, what's your process like? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of both to be honest with you. Um I'm always like observing things. That's actually something that I've had since I was a kid. I couldn't really turn it off. Um I would always just be looking around and using, you know, just trying to understand what was going on around me. Um, and before I got into music, it was just something that I did and kind of like, you know, couldn't really control. Now I'm able to aim it and focus it into the music. So whenever I see something, you know, around me or like at work or just on the street, something might come to my mind and I just write it down on my phone and uh, keep that there. And then when I'm about to write a song, I really like, you know, lock myself in a room, put the beat on repeat, and then just I won't leave until the song is done. And then once the song is done, I'm not gonna like touch it again. Cause like I'm in the zone in that like hour or whatever, and I can just get it out quickly. So, you know, that's kind of how my process goes. But I'm 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 usually writing really fast. Like I have so much stuff in my head that when the beat comes out, it'll pull the the words right out of me. And then right. before I know it, the song is like just done. And if it's a really, really good beat, I can be done in like 30 minutes, man. Honestly. Oh, that's awesome. It's just, you that's know, awesome. so I love yeah, it. I, I feel like there's that thing that happens where you have to get the words out because once you, if you don't, mm -hmm. they're just like float off into where they sure, came man. from. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And then sometimes it'll be like so spontaneous. If I don't write it down, I'm going to forget it. And I'm just like, I don't know if I ever get that back. So I just like, I'm right. always keeping my phone handy. And then I write it down on paper so I don't lose it because, you know, I don't have that thing happen to me. You know, like I remember Logic, who was making his, uh, what's it called? Everybody is Everybody album. And he yeah, wrote yeah, all yeah. his lyrics down on his phone and he lost it. And then he, to see how it was in his documentary and he was just like yeah i just lost all my lyrics but it's okay i'll figure it out and i don't want that to happen ever. no no he's that i don't want i want to see his off-camera reaction you know what i mean yeah like, right <laughs> that, that was for was the upset. documentary i know that man was tight oh my <laughs> gosh no yeah because there's definitely no some lines i written down like i don't even know how i came up with that like i right. listen to old songs and i'm just like what were you even thinking to, to put those words together in that way. And I'm just like, there's no way I would have got that back if I lost it. So 
Yeah. Man, th- th- there's times I have to do like a voice note because like I mm. I have the words written down in like my notes. Mm-hmm. But you gotta get that the flow like, right. I gotta get the flow right because mm-hmm. that's that can be lost too. It's like the yeah. specific flow for it can just be gone into the miasma. You know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So mm-hmm. it's, so we were talking off, off uh, line and, and just saying yeah. how it's, it's it's been a minute um, since we, yeah. we last connected and uh-huh. the the thing I I remember like pressuring you about last time we spoke was <laughs> Monica MC Brooklyn but I see you yeah. stuck with it has stuck anyone else it. has anyone else uh, tried to press you about this or or has it been light No like when they ask me like what it's about um, I think they they just get it when I'm like yeah you know like I wanted to I wanted a name that was unique. Um, and no one else had. I remember like looking up online, like, does anyone else have this specific specific name? But right. beyond that, I was like, I want it to be something like unique to me and something that means something to me. And For Brooklyn sure. is just something that, you know, like I, I grew up there and was lived there most of my life before I came out to North Carolina for school. So it's yeah. always a part of me and no matter what, I always find myself back there, like that's home. So I was like, okay, let's get Brooklyn in there. But then around that time when I was like thinking of names, I was listening to a lot of like older school music and um i was just like yeah you know like i want to pay respect to to the the pioneers of the game and they always sure. went by mc so i was right. like yeah let's let's just do it mc brooklyn like that's that's me let's let's get it oh uh, cool so, <laughs> so something vintage exactly yeah something vintage with something new but also something that means something to me so yeah i get that i get that mm-hmm. but you know um I think it's so fascinating though. It's like listening to the MCs because I I agree mm-hmm. with you when you talk about like the history of it because I, I think uh, the caliber, not just like the amount, but the caliber of MCs that that have come out of Brooklyn have been very very special. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and it's interesting to see how even the music within Brooklyn has has progressed. Like, have you ever thought or, or um, had a chance to like either like collaborate or, or consider even doing yourself like a little bit of like the drill music sound that's coming out of Brooklyn right now? Or, like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, um, it's it's definitely amazing to see those guys come up and, you know, bring Brooklyn back to like the glory days and whatnot and be able to compete with Atlanta and, you know, Memphis and these sounds and whatnot. In terms of collaboration, the way that I that I've been moving recently I haven't really collaborated with most folks, other like rappers anyway, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a producer who I work with, uh, Jay Juven from Queens. Um, uh, he's a he's a homie from since like you know church and whatnot. So I know him sure, most sure. of my life. So in terms of like collaboration, I'll like if someone has a beat for me, you can send it to me and I'll I'll write that thing really quickly. When it comes to working with other artists who aren't on my team, it's a little difficult because I'm moving at like a faster pace. It's like if I say I want to make the song, I'm trying to make the song right now. And sometimes, right. you know, you can have like artists like, yeah, I'll get it back to you or yeah, I'm working on it da, 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 when I'm trying to move right now. So like, honestly, I just been like working with my team, honestly, just like in house because we can we can get that thing done like quickly, like within like two days. The song wow. will be written, recorded and then mastered pretty quickly, two, three days. Sometimes like I think my, my engineer can who's also my business partner, Victor Allen, weeks, sure. he'll, uh, he'll take like a day. He can mix that thing really quickly and then engineer it quickly. Like he's just. He, since we were sophomores, he's just been like in the studio figuring out how to get it right. And he's like my, he's like the 40 to my Drake. So he sure, just knows sure. how I, how I like operate and how to really make my voice sound right. So yeah, yeah so we yeah. just move faster as a, as a collective. So, so Trilogy Entertainment is, is, is three of y'all thus far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. what started with three of us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What, what do you think um, has been like y'all's influence or, or goal with it because you know yeah. that w- when you're describing it it sounds so much like you know 
I think about the the start of Def Jam. Def Jam started in in, in, in an NYU uh, dorm room, mm. and so like think about these these major imprints in 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 hip hop mm-hmm. that started in dorm rooms. Like, what is y'all's uh, vision for trilogy? Like, what, what, yeah. where do you want to see it go? Well, I mean, I think when we when we got to that point that we were like, okay, we can make this a business. We can make this something bigger. Because at first it was just it was just like an idea that we had in a basement dorm room, um, you know, like how we came together was kind of, you know, spontaneous and like, you know, divine intervention and whatnot. Like um, we all were kind of like dabbling with music, but we, yeah. we didn't really throw ourselves into it until we met each other. And at first it was just kind of like, you know, like, yeah, let's just have fun with it. And we were next level at that time. And then when we became juniors and I came back from studying abroad in um, Prague at like film school, mm-hmm. I came back and I was like, I have like I, I can see us like doing something big with this. We can have we can be have a global impact and just collect and collaborate with artists from like all over. I see us like everywhere. I think we really have that potential because at that point when I was like we can make it a business, I think I had dropped like um, a new mixtape or something, and I was like I see the level up in all of us. And now that we've had time apart and we've come back together, just the maturity is different. It's just like we can really make it happen. And I think ultimately, ultimately, we just want to own our music and like own the creative process and move how we want to move. Like, I think that's really like at the core of it all. Like we want to be able to create the art we want to create without any limits or restrictions. So yeah, Is that, the so, same for others. So would you say that's like the main motivation? Because I, mm-hmm. I think about that giant contrast and it's something I really commend the fact that y'all want to like own Mm-hmm. Your, your music and keep it all in house. Yeah, that's it's such a giant contrast to you know when people talked about wanting to get signed. Like what? Right. Like, why did y'all make that decision? Like what prompted it? Was there ever a temptation to say like, yo, if we're gonna really make this pop, we need to get signed? Like, like, like yeah. what was that thought process on the business side? I definitely had that inner monologue with myself where it's like, if you're signed, you can you have that machine behind you, and uh, it'll make things a lot easier. But I also know that I like to move at my own pace, me personally. No and, doubt. And looking at other artists who um, who are up right now and things that they talk about in interviews and whatnot and how, like, uh, let's say um, Joe Budden, for example, he had this thing called the pull-up where he would bring artists on. And a yeah. lot of the times, like, he would be talking with them, it's the same thing. They're like, yeah, you know, the label was tripping. They want, I had these songs I wanted to put on the album, but they wouldn't let me because it didn't fit the brand and, the, and all this other stuff. And listening mm-hmm. to them... And then listening to the new artists who got signed, who are like, they'll be happy. And then after a year, you hear back from them and they're like, oh, I hate my label, free me from my contract, et cetera, et cetera. For I was real? like, this this isn't even worth it. And then I, I remember one thing that got to me. I was looking at um, one of Drake's old old albums, uh, Nothing Was The Same. Right. And I was looking at the, the little Google, um, like the Wikipedia page on it. And it said that the, the album was uh, distributed by like Republic, um, Cash Money Entertainment, Young Money Entertainment, and OVO. And I was like, the money just got split four ways, and that's a classic album. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. was just like, well, you know, just, just creatively, it doesn't make sense. Um, financially, it doesn't make sense. And just personally, for me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, we, we can get it done ourselves. So it's like, why pay someone else to do what we could do ourselves? You right. Know, we might as well just own this thing 100%. And everybody who's up right now, like even Jay, who's a billionaire now, he, him and Nas, they're always just like, you got to own everything. It's just, yeah. you have to just, ownership is, is where it's at. And they leave, they get out their contracts when they can, immediately. Right. 
So, you know, and luckily we were blessed to not be in a situation where it's like, I need that advance. Yesterday we were in mm. school. We had time to just, you know, like just develop and, and grow. So I was like, we need to take advantage of that, that opportunity that we've been given. You know, we can just make music and figure this thing out here. And we were able to build our company while we were protected by Davidson. So it was just like, take advantage of that. That's that's fascinating because I, I think sometimes people will talk about it as if like, you know, <laughs> artists just like signed the contract willy nilly and, and weren't mm -hmm. really thinking. But I, I think what you're what you're what you're talking about really hits it on the head is that a lot of folks, not just the hunger and like the cliche, like I'm a rapper, I'm hungry, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. but literally I don't have any way to like provide for my family or myself or, or, yeah. or whatever it is. And, yep. and to to not have that kind of urgency that can make you get caught in a terrible deal, right? Terrible deals. Three sixty deals mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. To to not have that, it does allow you to number one have a lot more patience with your own art, but also yeah. the sense to say like, yeah, I'm gonna let this thing bubble. It doesn't have to be. I don't have to take a crazy advance and then have nope. the label recoup all of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And then you know, just I think just just on the entrepreneur side of it, just thinking it about it from that angle. If you sign with a label, they're investing in you and they want a return on their investment. So that means that they're going to like push you in certain directions so that like you need to make this type of song so we can get that type of money. And then, you know, that could just get overwhelming. And then you have to and while they're doing all that to you and stifling your art, you have to go perform. You have to do all these press like runs and right. everything. And it's just like that could be really like soul sucking and take it takes the, the love out of it. So I was like, we might as well just own it. If we own 100 percent of like a dollar it's better than owning like 10% of a million. So yeah. it's like, that's us. And we could split that three ways and it's good to go. Like, so, you know, like that's, that's, that was always just the way to go. And and the more that we do it, the more that we stayed with it, people are just like, oh yeah, that's, I'm glad you're doing it that way. That makes oh, sense. Sure. And they, they shout us out. So, you know, we figured yeah. out, we just, we keep it bootstrapped and I don't want, I don't want any investors if they're not an angel investor. And mm. uh, it's just like, we'll just figure it out because we can get it. I know yeah. we can. We definitely have what it takes. So, so what is it like when people hear that you're talking about, you know, making this like your, your business and, mm -hmm. and, and being um, this as your professional? Is there ever a temptation or criticism where people are like, "When yeah. are you gonna work for real?" Like anybody ever <laughs> hit you with that? Because I, I, I know, yeah. like, not to say like back in my day, but like mm -hmm. I know when uh. You know my my time where people talked about being wanting to be a rapper was like man you got a degree why don't you go get a job like mm -hmm, anyone hit mm -hmm. you with that kind of static or do people respect it because it's entrepreneurial it's more like it, when they say it it's not necessarily a criticism it's more like out of love they're like oh well that's great that you're doing that but can you pay your bills can right. you, do you have benefits and things like that and i'm like okay right. well so I had that conversation with my mother when I was about like a sophomore, junior time. Sure, and I sure. was telling her that I was thinking about that. She's like, listen, I support you and I want you to be happy, but you need to, you need to be able to, to show me how you can make this money and, you know, be able to stay afloat after you leave school. So that's sure. where um, me uh, studying film and media kind of came in. So I yeah. loved film when I was a kid. Before I even knew I, I loved music, I was always watching movies. So yeah. I was able to flip that into film and media studies and turn it into marketing. So I was like, okay, mom, like I'm gonna make the music, but I can also like work as a marketer and work anywhere. So then that right. got everybody on board. So I told him like, listen, I do marketing, so I could work for anybody, and my business is like, you know, marketing and music combined. So it's like a record label, but also a production company, and that is what kind of 
cancels out any like you know confusion about what I'm doing. It's like, hey, I can mm-hmm. make money this way. I can make money that way. Either way, so it's just like everyone's everyone's okay with it now. So I didn't really get that too much of that criticism because when I was doing it, I was already in school. So they were just like, oh, that's cool that you're doing that on top of schoolwork. Da, 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 da. Right. So I think that's what made it easy. Like if I left school and I was like, I'm gonna go into business Ooh, for myself. Right. Then I would have got like the side <laughs> eye and my parents like, hey, like this is cool, but like you gotta pay bills and all that stuff. So, right. Uh, but luckily they they just you know they they've always been so supportive of myself and my brother and our like artistic endeavors and whatnot. So. They got our backs, and they as long as we're we're not wasting time when we're like home or or wherever we are, they support us. And you know, so now that I got this job and um, these benefits and whatnot, family is good, and they're like, yeah, make all the music you want. We just want to make sure you can get healthcare. So, so no, yeah. but it's so it's so real. It's, I feel like the real. older you get, the more it's about the benefits more than anything else. Like I, I yeah. kind of feel like I can get the bread on my own. Just give me the be- the benefits. I need the that benefits. Dental. You need the dental, <laughs> it's the dental, the vision, the medical, all that. It's just to have something, you know, because because it's really cold here in this country, like um, you know, Come healthcare on. wise, and it's like yeah, especially other places. When you tell them certain things that we go through as Americans, they're just like, "What are you talking about? Like what? Right? You know, it's like wait, you can't go to the hospital for free. Wait, you don't own your house already. Like all these things. Right. And I'm just like, I'm like, America's messed up. <laughs> it's just you know, we have so many good things. Like we have so much potential. For but sure. we just but we just don't like the, the the greed is just is more than than the potential it's just like there's money to be made so why do i need to care about this person you exactly know? So like, it's a crazy mentality man so i don't know and, and to, to that point i really um i loved watching the john oliver video mm-hmm. like i like i like the video um almost as much as i like the song and that's only because i like the yeah. song a lot <laughs> right thank you so, so um i i love that you know, it, it's a it's a fun video initially, mm-hmm. and it has like a very strong social social message where you're talking about yeah. what's going on um, with uh, the people of Hawaii and, and yeah. everything of that nature. Like, what inspired you to make sure that the music mm-hmm. comes with a message? Like, like, what was the thought process with that? Yeah, so I made this whole this whole process of making John Oliver was um, a partnership. So it was myself and my my business partner engineer fellow label mate victor allen weeks aka pragmatic so when we were kind of talking about how we were going to do this i was like listen we could shoot in in atlanta you're in atlanta um we could go to charlotte it's nearby i was like but we need to have a third location that's like really you know kind of crazy and exotic and beautiful like we need to just kind of go all out for it and we had been like you know spitballing about hawaii like in random conversations it's like oh yeah it'd be cool to go here it'd be cool to go there and when we had that conversation that night, I was like, "Look up, look up the prices for it. Let's see if we can even go." And we found right. a dope price. It was like five ninety two round trip from Whoa. Atlanta to Hawaii, yeah, yeah. and we we booked it like a month or two in advance. I was like, "Okay, we got to do it." Sure. So so before we even went, Vic was telling me there there are things going on over there. I don't know much about it, but we need to talk about it in some way, shape, or form. And then even while we were planning it, I was like, "Listen, John Oliver, his whole thing is to spotlight." important issues that no one knows about and in, in sure. like certain places. And I was like, okay, so we can, if we, we need to figure out a way to really go into that character. And then when we got to Hawaii and we were talking with like, you know, some of the local people there and just kind of understanding what was going on, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was going on. I didn't realize you were getting pushed out of your, your own land. Uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't realize that like tourism was actually hurting you, even though it's right. also like their main source of revenue. So it's like that bittersweet thing where like, 
the thing that's helping you is also hurting you. And, you know, so we just wanted to, and we knew that we were kind of contributing to that. And we just came to shoot a music video and see the right. site. So we just like, well, you know, we're not coming here with bad intentions, but we want to try to just say something to just, because we don't know everything about what's going on down there. We know like, just kind of like the overview of what's going on. So it's like, let's just tell people like, hey, this is what's happening. Um, here's some resources that you can use because we wanted to go down there and, and interview some professors and kind of understand like their take on it, like get the real in-depth part of it, of the yeah, story. Yeah. We wanted to make like a little mini documentary. Sure. We reached out to them. Um, they didn't like hit us back. I don't know if it was like a, right. a, a you know, a time thing or a trust thing. So we we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we yeah. gotta at least we gotta at least do something at the end of this video and just kind of give a little bit of a message, you know, and kind of raise a little bit of awareness and just really completely embody the John Oliver character. So I'm like, this is exactly what he would do. So this is oh, perfect sure. that we should that it just it all went hand in hand. And um, you know, it's just I felt like it was something we had to do. And you know what the crazy thing is? Um, I had sent the video to some of the Hawaiians that we met down there. Um, right. Like some people from like the hostel we were staying at and some people we met like in the market. And this guy who, uh, my tattoo artist, he like, I got my first tattoo over there. He gave oh, me okay. this, he gave me this thing. Um, yeah. You see him in the video, he, he's in the, the MC Brooklyn spotted, um, you know, like segment. And I sent, okay. it to, I sent it to all of them. And the first thing they say is like, well, like, well, I love the song, love the video. But they were like, that thing that you said at the end, meant so much to us you have no yeah. idea yeah like, thank you so much like this is a real thing and people don't know about it like we really really appreciate it please come back and right. that that alone made it like worthwhile just oh, going 100%. there and, and doing it and you know we we just all we just said was like hey this is happening and let's try to you know move a little bit like carefully and you know, just understand what we're doing when we actually show up to these to these places that aren't our home, but you know, are part of this country. So, you know, <clears throat> yeah, it was worth it. We just had to we had to do it. Vic is always my Victor is always just like the guy who's in my ear telling me like we make the music, but we also have to have a message with it as well. That's it. So you know, it's just that's why it's a, it's a team effort. You know what I mean? 100%. And, um, you know, so uh, if if it wasn't for him, the song wouldn't been done. He made the beat. He set everything up. He laid the foundation down, and then we were just able to bring it home together. So oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad uh, people enjoy it. And other people I've sent it to who who aren't from Hawaii are like, hey, that was really important. They said that just about the people, but also the planet and things like that. Like trying no to keep it, it, you know, just being respectful because you know because this is happening like all over um, the the country where it's just like people oh, yeah. who've been living there for so long or getting pushed out because someone has you know more money and they raise the prices up or whatever so yeah it's a, it's a lot of stuff going on so we wanted to just say a little something it's the least that we could do you know right mm -hmm. right now it really lives into that <laughs> i mean i think it's really hip-hop in the sense that yeah. it lives into that great chuck d quote about hip-hop being the cnn mm. of, of the hood but really just you know understanding that like what's happening which is just like you know gentrification uh, yeah in in hawaii there's something yeah. that to your point is happening all over the country you know? yeah um and you know the thing is is like hawaii is such a a beautiful location like we were only there for eight days and it was yeah. incredibly hard for us to leave and so i know that people who are really coming in with money might be like yo i want this i want that i want this i want that Staying and then, you know permanent. and if you're bringing in that type of cash the government's probably going to be like well i mean like why would i turn that right. down right we, we need revenue and then that could just start that that just like that snowball effect and then if someone who doesn't have money is just gonna get pushed out and um 
you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, so, you know, I definitely want to get it to a point where I can, I can have like an impact on these situations where like I have enough money where I'm just like, yeah, you know, like let's, let's just protect this, this area and, you know, like spread the wealth and stuff like that. So I think sure. I had a, had a line about that in the song as well. So, spread the wealth with on my mic, you know? There you go, man. There you yeah. go. So, so what, what is your hopes for this? Do you, do you, um, have an album on deck? Is, is it something where you're just going to put out like a, a variety of singles? Like, because uh-huh. cause I feel like this is, um, it felt like a, a, a turning point or a launching point for something more. Like, what, yeah. what are your um, hopes for like, you know, the, this fourth quarter of 2021 going into 2022? Yeah. So right now, my hope, my main hope is that he sees the video. We've been in like full like rollout mode. Yes. Um, we've been like promoting it since like uh, September 12th. We kind of let we had a little, you know, preview of what was going to happen. We dropped the single on my, my 24th birthday and okay. then we we were like giving them little snippets from the video. Then we dropped it like a week later and we told people to tag him and, you know, tag last week tonight and everything. So right now we want, we want him to see it. We got ads out. We're like, I'm trying to just talk to different folks and just kind of like get it to him. Cause we have friends who know people who work there, et cetera. Et cetera. Right, right, right. So what I want for the song is for him to see it. Like the, I made oh, the song so sure. that he would see it. You know, no one's really done this for him. I wanted to be the one to do it for him. I actually like, like Dope. everything that he does. He's a great guy. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what I want for it. Now, in terms of just like, you know, the music and what I'm trying to do with it, I will not drop an album until I have a single that like goes up. Like I, I need that hit single. There's a reason why I don't do that. Because before when we were when we were like starting out, we would always drop a project every like four months. And, right. you know, it was pretty every semester um, and it was pretty consistent. We did it as a team. We did it as like solo artists. But what we found was that we would put so much time into one body of work and people wouldn't be listening to the whole body of work. Yeah. And then to that point where I was like, I'm putting in a lot of time to like make seven songs, 10 songs, whatever. And you know, like not everyone's hearing the full thing. And I was like, I want to just put music out. Cause when you're making an album, it just, t- it takes time to get that thing right and master every song get it right. And I'm just like, there's no point in putting in all that work for folks who aren't going to listen to it. We just don't have enough buzz. So I yeah. want to have a song that is a flagship where people are like begging us for the album. Cause I could write the album quickly. Cause I already have the, I have a concept in my head and I'm ready to do it, but I won't do it until like we get that, you know, that, that fever pitch for it where they're like, we, we want an album. We need an album. We'll wait for the album. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it's easier this way. We can keep dropping singles. I can make a single really quickly. We drop it. We stay active. We keep our fans fed and you know you know we're just able to just keep putting stuff out like i don't like holding music back like if the music is done i want to put it out yesterday for because sure i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so i'm not one of those dudes who's going to hoard it for a year and just I be like you. Yo, i'm waiting for the right time it's like no the time is right now the song is good it's done let's put it out so that's what that's where i'm at right now that's how i'm feeling it um the other guys they're working on on mixtapes and uh and an album i know um Bradford, our, our third member, has a, a tape coming with uh, one of our other members, EJ. Looking forward to that. He hasn't dropped anything in a couple years. Okay. And uh, Victor is, he's always working on projects. He has beat tapes and he has like, you know, I'm sure he's working on another project now. He'll drop like the, the occasional single randomly wow. that I don't even know about because he can he can like put stuff out really fast because he can engineer it all himself. So Right, right, right. Yeah, but they'll 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 be the ones to put out like projects and whatnot. But I, they also agree with what I'm saying where it's just like, 
if you're gonna work on that body of work you should know that there's gonna be a fan base to like really listen to it and digest it otherwise it feels like you know you kind of wasted your time putting in all that work and you know people aren't gonna hear it so yeah i also think about it like when an artist finally does have a song that i Mm -hmm. like and then i look them up to see if they have anything else and like oh they have other songs like like there's something special about that moment too which is like Mm -hmm. very much uh a moment of like the streaming age more than anything else you know yeah what I mean? exactly which is why i'm dropping so many singles so it's just right. like when you do hear when you like hear that one song you like and he's like wait a second he has like 20 30 songs that's what i'm just, saying just just right there and they're all like good so then and then they'll be like well, where's the album and that's what i'm after i'm that's after like that moment where it's just like well this was cool but i want the, the full body of work and yeah. i'm putting in like you know like the I'm making I'm taking steps to just have that ready to go when people like are like finally waking up and then we can just we can just go. That's what it is, man. Yeah, man. That's what it is. So so where can people find uh more about trilogy entertainment, more mm-hmm. about MC Brooklyn? Where where where, where can people go? Yeah, to get we more info? we have um our music is on all streaming platforms, uh Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, uh iTunes, everywhere you listen to music, we're there. Um, we have our, our website set up, uh, www.trilogyent.net, um, T-R-I-L-L-A-G-E-N-T.net. Um, you can find out a lot about us and our members there. There's a lot of information there. We're on Instagram as well, um, I'm MC underscore Brooklyn. Uh, and when you go to my page, you'll see all the, all the other pages. We TG3R Rap Group and Trilogy, our, our record label and production company. But yeah, man, we're... We're everywhere and we're active and, you know, we got like day jobs and whatnot, but the music is always first priority for me. So no doubt. that's about it. Yeah. That's how it goes, man. Mm-hmm. MC Brooklyn, thank you so much. This is baddestchaplain.com. Appreciate Thanks for having it, me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you. Absolutely.